Poverty Light. And I'm Rick Rupenthal. Welcome to An Honest Look. Where we look at transformation from the inside out. Unplugged. Unscripted. And in the moment. All right. Well, just waiting, waiting for the... the Hello. The, it is live. <laughs> it's alive. It's alive. I'm alive. <laughs> yes. Yes, you are alive. Yes. yes. I am. So welcome, everybody. Welcome. Yeah. yeah I'm, and I'm so glad to see you. Uh, you made it today, Fatih, because you uh, you surprised me with a little text message yesterday. Yep. <laughs> I surprised you with a text message that was very appropriate to the subject today. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just for you guys, I have contracted coronavirus so that I could just show up. <laughs> and talk about it as I'm infected. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I tested positive for COVID yesterday. Mm-hmm. There's a huge surge in New York City, as you probably have all seen. Mm. It's been a little bit of madness going on in the city between people trying to get tested and get those results before their flights and or getting tested just to make sure that they don't have it. There's been like a huge surge. And I'm one of those people that got it. You got it, yeah. Yeah, and you know what? It's It feels like a cold, a very mild cold, I should say. Uh, I think, you know, it's it's definitely consistent with what they're saying, that it's not as aggressive. Mm-hmm. And so that's good, right? In that sense, I'm like, well, it's not, the timing of it is not ideal, given that it's Christmas in a few days, and now I'm quarantining with my kids. At the same time, you know, I'm very fortunate that it's not affecting me that badly. Mm-hmm. And it does really feel like a cold, and it will be over in a few days, and I'll have immunity. So there's, I'll have that peace of mind as we go through this next wave. And so will a lot of people in the city, and I'm sure soon, uh, you know, in the rest of the country and the world, it seems like it's really moving fast. So, yeah, yeah, that's that's the only thing I kind of really heard um, about this Omicron, um, whatever you want to call Omicron. it, Omicron. Omicron, yeah. yeah. It sounds like something that you would find at a at a comic uh, uh, rally, comic store. Like Marvel, Marvel Studios, um, uh, one of the superheroes. This one happens to be a superbug. <clears throat> yeah, but, um, yeah. No, it's um, it it certainly has. I mean, it's done the same thing in Canada, and we've we've been watching the news out in the states too. That there's lots lots of surges. You know, they're they're saying that this one is uh, definitely uh, more catchier. It's easier. To get. <laughs> yeah, I would say so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like. Uh, you know, and yeah. um, you know it, and it's what it's been twenty-two months now that we've been sort of under these this umbrella of a COVID months, umbrella yeah. um, pandemic. Um, and I know personally, uh, you know, there's been a lot of you know going on uh, with it, um, a lot of busy busyness in my in my head around it. Um, you know, some of it is is well, probably uh, fear-based and some of it, uh, you know, it's just sort of like, well, just got to see what happens, right? You know, um, yeah. you have two young kids, 
you know, so, so that 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 kind of weighs a little bit in it. I have my dad that lives with us. Um, he was ninety, almost ninety-two. It'd be ninety-two uh, in March of next year. Um, you know, and you know, he's not the best of health. You know, he's got he's got a lung condition. He's got uh, chronic uh, obstructive uh, pulmonary disease, uh, COPD, uh, and asthma. So if 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 this uh, COVID virus attacks the lungs, you know, his lungs are not in the best of shape, right? So, um, you know, so I want to keep him safe, right? So there's, there's always yeah. those kind of things, right? I don't want to be that guy. <laughs> you know, so. No, but it's, you know, it's, uh, you know, there's still, you know, their highest the risk is for people that are older, that have health conditions, yeah. right? Yeah. Actually, you know, like from my experience, because living in New York City, I do know so many, um, <laughs> thank you, Ken. I'm actually, I'm, it's actually like a really mild cold. Like I keep saying this because it really is like a mild cold. Um, but, you know, from my experience, because I know, as I was telling you before we got on air, it is so widespread that I actually know directly so many people that have caught it, that have had it, or they're just going through it right now. And oddly enough, again, the kids don't seem to be getting it. So there's that. So the, younger, the younger kids. Yeah, yeah the yeah. younger kids don't, don't seem yeah. to be getting it. So my kids have zero um, you know, symptoms right now, they, they may still catch it or they may be asymptomatic. I'm going to have to test them in a couple of days, but that part of it gives me peace of mind. Right. Mm -hmm. And honestly, really the hardest part about this is the quarantine is, you know, as a single parent, I still have to take care of my kids. I had to keep them home. Yeah. And to be honest, I wasn't feeling great this morning. It's always like that, right? The night yeah. tends to be a little rougher. And I needed to rest a little bit longer this morning. And they still need to eat. They still need to do what they, you know, they still have yeah. needs. And they're healthy and energized and bored, <laughs> right? So yeah. that's yeah. that that whole thing together is, is what's challenging. And we're wearing masks around each other. Right. Mm. So constantly having in that, to in the, in the house, in the, in the apartment. Yeah. Cause I, you know, if they don't have it, I don't want to really expose them. I yeah. know I definitely have it. So yeah. that's really challenging, you know, makes it really hard for me to breathe because I have, you know, I have a runny nose Yeah, and they forget, you know, so it, it creates tension, frustration for them. And then they're upset because now they can't see their friends. They couldn't go to school. They had some, you know, like, before Christmas, you know, events in school that they're not going to be attending. They're not going to be able to see their dad for Christmas Eve. So yeah. they have a lot of feelings around this. And, and I think this kind of brings back really the focus on how tough this has been for parents, right? Because I'm the one that's sick and I'm the one who's still like juggling all this stuff while I'm I have COVID, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I have COVID and I'm still managing all this stuff. It doesn't seem to really matter <laughs> that I do, you know, because they're little yeah. and they don't, you know? Yeah. 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 So I think that's the tough part. And, and you know, really the, the fear response is certainly, you know, like not helpful, right? To be no. cautious is different than being fearful and... I think I think New York City has a very good reason to be a little bit traumatized because 
seeing a sudden surge like that really like put people back into the trauma what we went through in you know march of 2020 right where the right. where the city was just hit super hard and yeah. we had no idea what was happening yeah. and i guess you know there's a lot that we could talk about in terms of how we make those mental connections even when the reality and the facts in the moment are not matching our past experience right but the past experience of so many people in the city is that, you know, just sudden like whamming, like we got hit by this thing and people were dying and hospitals were overrun and yeah, we had yeah. no idea what was gonna happen. So I really saw the moment that this news came out, that kind of reaction from people, like it felt very eerie to be outside and like felt like a pre-lockdown type of vibe and I was like what am I what am I missing you know and it's funny because I was like what am I missing I need to catch up on the news and I was probably already walking around with COVID right without yeah. knowing yeah. it yeah so yeah. so yeah you know and a lot of you know the, for different reasons because people don't want to miss out on their Christmas plans or they want to be able to get that negative test to fly or they don't want to be you know they're just afraid of it for many different reasons like the, the reaction was super strong and and you know that's not that's that's normal right that's a human yeah. condition that's how yeah, most people flight. react yeah fight or flight it's not necessarily the healthiest way to you know react to it so for me when we were talking that I told you I got COVID, I was like, you know what? I could I could just say like, I'm sick. I'm not gonna do this tomorrow. At the same time, I thought it would be a really good opportunity to come on here and kind of show up and be like, you know what? I'm in the thick of this. Mm -hmm. I can talk, I'm fine. You know, like there is this version of reality too. Yes, yeah, some people get hit by it very hard and with this version doesn't seem like that's many so that we can kind of debunk a lot of the fear around it because my reality is many other people's reality as well. So both things exist at the same time. So it's always about finding a balance with it, right? There's no like, um, there, there's no universal like truths and, and reality, like everyone is gonna experience this differently. And at the same time, it's good to not just go to 2020. It is not 2020 right it's not 2020 as a matter of fact it's now it's it's this mm -hmm. moment right yeah. this moment right so if we continually look towards the past and it, it you know at some of the solutions that we came up with then they may not be accurate for what's happening now and and a perfect example happened yesterday with with our conversation right it was sort of yeah. like it was sort of like i i <laughs> sorry Hey, whoa. <laughs> I just realized what kind of cup I have. Anyway, well, that's kind of appropriate given that I'm taking care of my kids with COVID. <laughs> that is too funny. Too funny. Okay, well, that's the end of the show, folks. Appreciate it. <laughs> that's, it. that's all you that's all that's all you needed to know today. <laughs> That's okay. It's just an F and two asterisks and a K. That's all it was, right? It had nothing to do with yeah. whatever. <laughs> but, you, but that, well, there's a perfect example, right? Because you're you're absolutely correct. That that's exactly what it is. But but because we're padded recognition people, we know that okay, there's some missing letters there, and they and and you know 
and they could probably spell whatever. But the um, <laughs> I mean, we all know what that means. But <laughs> but the, the the interesting part was is and, and it's and we do this innocently, and this is what I really want everybody to understand is that you know we have these natural tendencies within us, and we do these things in, in, innocently in the sense that we stir up our little snow globes in our head and get really busy with our thinking, right? Mm -hmm. And last night when you had said, oh, you know, it's like, oh, I've got, I've got, I've got COVID and, and I go and, and I, all of a sudden I, I started getting busy. Right. Mm -hmm. And I started going, okay, well, tomorrow's that way. You know, if she's not feeling well, we could, uh, you know, maybe we'll cancel. Should I do the show myself? You know, it's like, whoa, where were you? You know, it's like you were present. Right. And, and as soon as the snow globe settled, and I think you said a couple of, uh, really calming kind of, and it, and it wasn't. I don't want to get people's impression that I was running around like a. Like no, a no, it was like literally one minute. Yeah, I know, yeah. I know. Yeah. But yeah. but we settled, and it was like, <clears throat> wait a minute, why don't we just wait to see what happens? Let's just see what happens tomorrow. Like, what is the worst yeah. that could happen? We don't do the show. Big deal, right? So it's um, it, we need to recognize that we're in the moment all the time. Mm -hmm. And there's a re there's a set of reality right in front of us, but we naturally tend to go into this storytelling make believe world based on past experience that of what our future is going to look like, mm -hmm. and not realizing that we do have um, built into us some real time response mechanisms when we're not busy in our heads. I should get my my tree upside the right way um and we can we relax a little bit and then just yeah. see what happens just see like you know like we got on checked in just afternoon i said how you feeling she says you know you said i'm feeling great good well we'll see you about 15 minutes yeah great yeah like so much less energy in that right i was able to focus on other things you know um getting ready for christmas you know all that other kind of stuff not worrying about Oh, are we going to have a show? Are we not going to have a show? Right. But also, you know, and being flexible, it's like, listen, obviously I'm sick, right? And I can't give it to anyone through a screen. And I may need my tea with the, you know, provocative writing on it and a lozenger. And, you know, I may do that, which is, is it ideal? No, but who cares? Right. That's yeah. what I need to do to be here. And it's, yeah. it's worth it. Right. Just to, to, kind of make a point, right? That yes, you can still live and do things while you have this thing and it, you, it can really be mild, right? And that's that's kind of the point that I wanted to make. But going back to the to the fight or flight, I had, I had obviously that moment yesterday when I tested positive, I'm like all yes. the things that ran in my head. Oh my God, my kids are in school and I gotta call this that and I gotta figure out where to test, blah, blah, blah. And you know, the other thing, because there's this widespread panic going around here, and people are about to travel to go get tested is like four hour lines. So, you know, like I had already decided like, okay, there's no need for, you know, I did this rapid test. It's an all in-home kit. I've used them before in Europe. They're accurate. And like, it's, you know, it became positive right away. I have symptoms. So, you know, I have this thing. Yeah. And, but I, you know, obviously I wanted to go get like a molecular test, a PCR test and test my kids too. And like, 
driven by this need to kind of get it done, I'm like, I'm going to drive in deep in Brooklyn where probably no one's going to be there. So I did that like 45 minutes. I go there and like the line is really long and I'm like, oh, we drove 45 minutes and I stand in line. So we're in line for like an hour and a half. We get to the point where we turn the corner and we find a surprise. The line was two times as long around the corner. Oh. So my kids are freezing. I'm like, I'm kind of ill yeah. <laughs> and I yeah. shouldn't be standing in the cold. And then, so I was like, you know what? There's no way I'm going to go talk to the guy because my kids were crying, you know, no favors for kids. I'm like, that's such a New York attitude. I just looked at it. It's like, it's like the best, I can give you some, you know, rapid test if you want. I'm like, I would love that. Thank you. And then, you know, so he gives me the test. We leave. And then as I'm driving back, I'm like, that was really silly because honestly, if they were exposed to me on Monday, it makes no sense for them to get tested on Tuesday, <laughs> you know, like and do like an hour. Like I know I have this thing, right? And in doubt, I'm still going to quarantine. Yeah. Even yeah. if it's not verified by a PCR test. And I just spent like three hours of our afternoon doing something because I was solely driven by the need to like calm down that fight or flight response, right? Mm -hmm. I'm gonna go get it done, you know, let's see if they have it and what's gonna happen with Christmas. They're not gonna see their dad and then what, they're gonna be really upset. How am I gonna explain this to them? What am I gonna do with that, you know, for all these days? Like all of those thoughts, even, even even if I had managed before to bring myself to a calm state, the moment that I picked up my kids and they reacted to it, my level of you know anxiety went up because yeah. I responded to them and their yeah. anxiety. Yeah. So you know, a contagion right there, right? <laughs> Social contagion. And and from all the text messages I was getting from people, you should go here, you should go there, you should do this. Here's here's another like people were very kind and sending me places to go to because right now it's just madness everywhere you go there's a line around the building you know it's just crazy and I completely got sucked into it and I realized it right after I stood up in the cold for an hour and a half then got stuck in traffic on the way back wow, <laughs> like, wow that was a waste of my time <laughs> yeah 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 but 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 you noticed right I mean it, it, we yeah. innocently we get wrapped up into it, right? You know, our uh, our feelings change. We notice a change. We want to do something about that. And we just get wrapped up in it. We just mm -hmm. get wrapped up in our, in our heads, right? But when you start to relax, even for a moment, some clarity comes through. Some clarity, yeah. right? And, and, and a deeper understanding. But, you know, like, we have... We have really i have no idea where where all this is going right you know we're having the same experience up here you know things are wrapping up um you know the only thing that i could say for certain about COVID itself is that when some people do get it some people get you know um you know live through it and there are some that are dying through it right um and I know if I start reacting from a fear-based mode, right? You know, it's like I, I have to keep reminding myself about that. Then it's a reaction as opposed to a, a real-time response. Mm -hmm. right? So, so <laughs> and it's part of that is my training as a paramedic. Like, you know, like we we were taught to to 
you know, like we don't predict what kind of a day we're going to have. We don't know what kind of calls we're going to have, whether they're going to be a trauma call or whatever. So everything, every time we go out, it's, it's unpredictable. Even if we have some kind of inkling from dispatch, what it is. But if we go in there with a clear mind in a calming way, right? We're first responders as opposed to first reactors. Mm-hmm. Right? We respond in a in a in a more kinder way, in a more thoughtful way, in a, uh, using our intuition more, and then something just to, it's in the moment, but it's very much focused on what's happening this moment, mm-hmm. not, not tomorrow, not yesterday, but what's happening this moment, what needs to be taken care of now, and the more I I have I have found personally, the more present I remain. Uh, the better I do, the, mm-hmm. simpler, the better I do. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But, uh... <clears throat> and and listen, you know, I, I think this is a good opportunity to just kind of go into, you know, we talked a little bit now about the, the fear response, right? The fear response that's using the past experience, right, as a society and and creating, projecting into the future what may happen, right? That's that's a response that we're seeing right now it has to do with literally what we always do, right? By the way, we always do that in everyday life. And now as a society, we there's a pattern of response to something that we have all collectively experienced, right? And and so, you know, that there's like another learning, there's another challenge, there's another, you know, like, opportunity to kind of really look at it and do you know exactly what you were saying like really slowing down and Uh questioning everything right because yeah it's true that and i I get it that this new strain is very new it just came out so there's not enough data yet but the trend seems to be that it's not aggressive at all right so bringing yourself back to what you know right yeah, maybe we don't have data for the next three months, but we do have the data up until now. And it is actually encouraging, right? It's not, it's not what it, you know, it's not what it was with the other ones. And it's not really making people as sick as the other ones for what we know up until now. So based on that, you know, like it is good news, right? If we can really stay with what we know, right? Right now. Right now right now and 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 also knowing and this is this is the part that gets kind of tricky for some people because because we we operate so much from our memories we Mm -hmm. like so much like i mean because part of our our way of surviving is that we we trust our memories right i trust Mm -hmm. my memory to provide me with with the instructions on how to drive a car every time i get in the car right Mm -hmm. you know so so there are things within our memory banks that are are important to us um, in in our daily lives. When things get out of kilter, and most of the things that get out of kilter, see, when I'm in a car, other than maybe you know traffic or whatever, but in the most most cases, it's a, it's a it's kind of a pleasant experience. Like it's a no, I call it a neutral experience, right? There's nothing really happening, right? And at those moments nobody questions anything right it's like yeah things are just look at the sun oh look it's whatever um but the minute we sort of get a little bit of a rub into our feelings 
most of it is is coming from either you know in a like an expectations not being met or or there's some kind of inconvenience you know or just something you know like and it shows up like a feeling like a like a something that's not sitting right that's when that's when we start to to look towards okay so what is causing all of this what's mm-hmm. what is causing this and we start you know, looking outside, right? Say, oh, it must be that. It must be that. And we forget that everything is an inside out experience. So so much, much of what we are experiencing is really being self-generated. But when we notice that we can, we can get quieter, right? We can get quiet and then actually ask the question that you're saying is, okay, is what I'm seeing true or not true, right? Is it really a problem? You know, will that problem sit in a wheelbarrow? If it doesn't fit in the wheelbarrow, is it really a problem, right? Mm-hmm. I, you know, and and looking at it from a realistic point of view, because I, I find that other than being inconvenienced, you know, there's a few things, you know, the extra things you got to do. Oh, darn, I forgot my mask in the car. I have to go back and go get it. You know, it, little things like that. Um, a lot of things I've been enjoying. Like I, I, I remember when COVID first happened and I, and we'd walk out onto the streets and they were like empty and there was some peace and quiet. (laughs) Like, wow, is, this is, this is so weird. This is what it was used to be like 20 years ago, living in this town, you know? And then as, as we got more comfortable with it and and understood more about it, then you start to see the busyness happening and then, and slowly it's like, Oh, look at the traffic again. It's like, we're back to normal. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Those, those two things you just mentioned were actually pretty like apocalyptic in a city like New York city, right? Oh, Not seeing anyone in the streets was like, wow. It almost scared you. Right. Cause it's like, yeah. what is happening? Like when was the last time this city didn't have anyone in the streets like that? Right. <laughs> or traffic. Like I had gotten used to not hitting traffic anywhere I went. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. And same thing when things normalized again, I was like, Oh, I forgot about this. <laughs> this sucks. Right. So yeah, I mean, it's, but, but, but if we didn't have the ability to actually like be present, you know, like with, those moments where that was actually pleasant, we would miss yeah. out on it, right? Yeah, and 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 you said an inter- I love the word normalizing because I, I that's come up a few times in some conversations I've had. It's like you know, like oh, I can't wait till things go back to normal. Well, things have never been normal. Like at, like in the in the sense of like define normal, right? Mm-hmm. You know, back in eighteen eighty three, there's a new show I was I just started to watch. You know, it's like back then smallpox was a was was thing you know kind of a thing Mm -hmm. and and they didn't have a lot of hot water and all you know so there's a lot of things that were normal in that time period Mm -hmm. if we constantly look towards going back to normal we're constantly living in a past we're constantly living in a past and we're not looking for for growth we're not looking for the potential of something fresh and new right so so you know open open up the, the the window a little bit to to maybe see something different something right that um you that's know, such a great point you just made i love it because what normal does like we're so used to normal because it keeps us in the know right yeah. 
but it also keeps us stuck. That's the truth about normal. It keeps us the norm, like evolution that doesn't fit in normal, no, right? No, because no. evolution is about constant change. Constant change and growth. Right? Absolutely. So, yeah. I, I love that you pointed this out is is so 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 true and like and i think you know going back to because i think the subject of, of our conversation was like in what ways were people affected by corona and how this has changed us right and and i think you know to kind of link it back to what you just said it's important to kind of realize that we're not trying to go back to normal to what it was it's not going to be what it was because we have changed, right? We have individually changed. Yeah. So how can we find a place of balance with it, right? How can we go back to balance rather than normal, right? Because what was normal before COVID will never be normal after COVID, no. right? No. No. And yeah, so I think it is, let's find your, find your new balance within this reality that we're all experiencing and with all the changes that you individually have gone through and all all that you have learned from this honestly which i think because of the length of it even those who were like most reluctant to change have gained some wisdom from it right have gained something from it at this point right i I don't think you cannot right unless you're Mm -hmm. absolutely you know, blind to the fact, right. That, you know, like I've, I, it hasn't affected me. Yeah. I, it has. Right. I mean, I, and, and this is where Carl Jung always said, you know, like others will see the change before you will see the change. Mm-hmm. Right. So, and, and what I have experienced in talking with, with, with uh, people and clients and things like that around, around what is happening is the discomfort comes from, when the when your preferences aren't working anymore right so what you were using as a technique or whatever you want to like the way you like to have things right I, you know like some people are really um i you know don't do well with uncertainty well sorry um <laughs> you know kind of a thing so they like they you know they like things planned out, right they want to know what's happening tomorrow and things like that right but when that doesn't there's a, there's a feeling that w- uh, comes over them. And, and like Young would say, it's, it's, it's going against their preference and it's not comfortable. So it's like, okay, so what, you know, I need to find more certainty. Well, actually it's not to find more certainty. It's to become more comfortable with uncertainty. Yeah. Right. <laughs> That's the balance, right? So you, so an overused preference, an overused strength becomes a weakness yeah and you can't and and it's not the the uh the strongest that survive it's the most it's whoever can adapt the best and adaptability is about taking the best of both and 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 sort of uh using you know the art of living if you want to call it that you know where you're kind of you know mixing and matching and experimenting and trying this and trying that um that's that's how you create art right you you just sort of like well i got this i got you know all these these three different colors here what can i make out of that right mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? so and in, in, in trying experimenting not relying on your strengths all the time but looking towards oh, okay maybe it isn't certainty that i need i need to be more comfortable with uncertainty 
like like find strength within your that discomfort, right? How can I find a new strength in this really uncomfortable place that I'm sitting? Well, and right? that that's that's the the fun part, right? The mm -hmm. exciting part um, from from my side is that is that when you through action, right? Take take that on. It, like getting out of your head. Like you can think all you want, right? Of a of of what the future might be based on whatever, whatever. But it, until you take actual action towards, okay, I'm going to be more. I'm going to let go of not not having a, a, a full plan, right? I'm not. Gonna, I'm going to let go of whatever. That's taking action, and <laughs> then in real time you get to see what what is the responses. What what are the results based on that? And then you, then you'll, you'll actually find out you're a lot, you have that capability, right? Mm -hmm. You can let go of certain beliefs and preferences and, and be much, much more adaptable, you know, in, in the world that's constantly changing anyways. Constantly. And, and, you know, like, as I, I think we have actually already talked about this in one of the first episodes that I feel like, you know, this may trigger some people, Right. And at the same time, I think it's important to point that COVID has done some really good things for humanity, right? Because it has forced even the most resistant, resistant people, resistant to change, right? People that really sit in that comfort zone and will not do the work, will not look at themselves, will not even consider change. It has forced them to sit in this comfort, right? Because they're... I bet there was not a single person that was happy about, you know, being in a lockdown for that extensive amount of time. I mean, there might be some exceptions, right? And in a sense, COVID came in and really, really like forced you to do something that was, for some people, was completely against what they would ever choose to do, right? Yeah. And so in that sense, it was like self-development on steroids, right? You're going to sit there now, you're going to sit with yourself, you're not going to be able to see the people that you love. You're not going to be able to use any of your coping mechanisms. You're going to sit there and you're going to, you're going to have to find comfort in it or just continue to be uncomfortable. And I think that we can be uncomfortable for only so long. And because it went on for so long, it really forced people to kind of really out of desperation, find a different perspective, find a different way to kind of, you know, make it work, right? Become resourceful, more resourceful than they would be otherwise, right? Going back to all the things that make them comfortable, make them feel like themselves and, you know, their usual self and all the, you know, the overworking and the, you know, going out and the numbing, you know, like we probably got to do some of that while sitting at home. And at the same time, it really wasn't the same when you remove the social aspect of this, right? Yeah, yeah. No, and hundred percent, and it, and it, you know, there's there's something about being alone, that mm -hmm. right, just alone with your thoughts, right? And and you know, there's a there was a TV show about, you know, about surviving all by your like alone, right? And it wasn't the physical aspects of 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 the of the program that were getting people. It was here. That's uh -huh. that's yeah. was the worst, right? And when you start, because now you're just living with you, like now you get to see you, right? This is this is you. And a lot of people weren't, weren't really happy with what was going on. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, and, you know, and the reactions and, and, but when they, 
you know, the first part of change is awareness. Mm-hmm. That's the first, Absolutely. The first thing, right? So it, it allowed them to be really aware of all their strengths, all their weaknesses. Like if they really wanted to take advantage of the situation and really start looking towards themselves, right? Not outside because the outside was being taken care of. Like they had no choice, right? In, in some no cases. choice. Yeah. No. So, you know, and there was a lot of things that came out of there. There was a lot of surprises that I heard. People, people got into such a quiet state. They started to realize that the rat race that they were in, they didn't want to go back. So many surprises. That's such a good point. So many surprises. And in a way, like I think at first we all felt like we got to sit down with this and figure out a way to survive it. Right. Yeah. Because that's what we go to survival. Yeah. And then we're surprised by all the other things that we discovered by sitting in yeah. that space of solitude yeah. that actually these all these things are not working in my life. What am I talking about? You know, like what I was my normal that I really wish I had right now wasn't really healthy, you know, wasn't really something that aligned with me, right? Because the moment that we had had a a moment to think, had a moment with ourselves, we realized, oh, look at that. That's surprising. I had no idea that this part of my life was not really, you know, like feeling aligned with me or was not healthy or was not, you know, like fulfilling. Right. And people started to actually, you know, their their anxieties were starting to go uh, were a lot less, you know, they started as they became more more comfortable with the environment, you know, they, mm-hmm. they and they started to, you know, like I've always wanted to read a, a, a write a book, you know. So some people, you know, started to to take some of their that energy that used to be, you know, to the to the nine to five or whatever, because they were basically forced to, you know, stay at home. And adjust their lifestyle to you know i've always wanted to do this and i mm-hmm. never never had the time to and then to realize that they had all the time now that they could they could actually do some of the stuff and when they got creative so the combination of being quiet and creative oh my goodness i mean that's that is power right there because and, and as you know, as, as you know, as a designer, right, you, you know that, that there's so much that explodes out of that creativity. Um, yeah. You know, it's and it, I, I'm looking forward to seeing, you know, some of the things that can, that come out of this, you know, all the all the different creativity that has happened, all the different, you know, um, um, you know, taking current technology and how it's being enhanced and. And uh, I mean, we're, we're for some exciting developments, I think. I mean, there's already been some shifts, right? Mm-hmm. Like we're, we can all, we all know that we don't have to go into the office. We can do the work from home. There, we there, have the technology to do it. Yeah. yeah. So that's, that's a massive yeah. social shift, especially in a city like, like where I live, right? Oh, what, what, massive. Any yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and people got to experience what that also means, more freedom right now i can do it from anywhere right i'm not like stuck into a location so it we we also some people also got a taste of like more freedom and what it's like to live with more flexibility and more freedom so there's a lot of good that came out of this and the other thing that i like to point out is that 
we went through the discomfort, got out of our comfort zone, and, and as resilient as we are as human beings, we found comfort, a new space of comfort within the discomfort that we were in, right? Because as the discomfort went on, we found our own comfort level in it. We started reading more. We started learning things, right? We started like shifting our careers. We came up with new technologies or new even businesses, right? So it, it already has created a lot that wasn't there before, right? It certainly has shifted our mindset. It shifted our perspective on, on things. And it really has shown us the level of res resilience that we all really have, oh, right? Oh. If, if you have not realized that, right, you know, that's part of that whole awareness. Like you, you have so far, like, you know, like your worst days and you're still here. Right. Yeah. You know, and, and we, we often get caught in that, that game of, Oh, like it can't get any better. You know, like this is, this is terrible. Like this is the worst case scenario. This is all this kind of stuff. And then, you know, next week you go or a few days go by and it's sort of like, like, okay, we went, we got it. We went, it, we survived. Like, all right. We survived. Right. Yeah. What's next? We did it. What's next? Bring it on. Right. You know, um, yeah, out here, it's a bit of a running joke because, you know, we've, we've just, we're coming out of the COVID and this was back in uh, late October. And then, then we decided to have a uh, biblical rainfall mm, <laughs> like, i remember that um you know unbelievable amounts of rain coming down wiped out our major highways so nobody could leave we couldn't get any groceries into the into, the, into anywhere into the major areas um and and then and then okay we survived right it's like what what possibly could happen now right it's like well let's have freezing rain Let's 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 make some snow, right? You know, and it's like, okay, great, great. Now what? Well, let's have an earthquake. Okay, let's have an earthquake, right? And now, and now it's like, okay, can we add anything more? Yeah, let's let's put a new variant in. <laughs> but you know, I gotta tell you, it's it's in a sense. I really feel like COVID has prepared us uh, intellectually, mentally, emotionally for you know a paradigm shift and, and like and, and a massive evolutionary change i believe if, and, and if some, of, some of it if we stay responsive yes if I, we I, stay responsive I, you know i want to believe that we will because i do think that we're resilient and i do think that while we don't like to change yeah. we when we are cornered everyone does eventually right and, and at the same time, this, this has been like slowly kind of growing, you know, already from, you know, the, the tech, you know, evolution that we've had with, the, you know, the cell phones that are basically yeah. many computers and social media and how much information we have access to. So as a species, we're already so much smarter than we were even just 15 years ago before this thing called the iPhone came out. Right before Facebook yeah. was created, yeah. right, yeah. which was yeah. 20, 2007, 2008, right. So, in that sense, right, we've been really pushed, but we hadn't emotionally caught up to where we have been pushed on a, you know, like technological level and like all the all like the, the accessibility of information and the 
the, the ability to really connect with other cultures and, and, and like things that we never had access to, no. right? So no. as, as a species, we're really massively growing. And this thing called COVID, in my opinion, has given us that, that extra step that we needed to take in terms of that, that emotional self-development piece that is needed to catch up with everything else that's growing around us and and let's not even go into the you know environmental stuff that's happening as you were just mentioning right and being able to kind of respond to that is going to take you know it's going to take a lot of these pieces coming together in a powerful way in my opinion yes yeah and 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 part of that is that really getting back in touch with yourself being like understanding more about you, right? Mm -hmm. And being more aware of, right? And I've often, you know, like I, I tell people all the time, like your feelings are part are part of that mechanism. It's it's that gauge, right? So it, you know, it's 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 an indicator to say, okay, things need to be looked at, right? Am I am I going to be responding out of fear? And this is the this is the whole piece around you know getting in touch more in a quiet space to see what's real and not real from your point of view right because there's so much information out there um and and access to different different you know just about any corner of the world you have access towards you know information um it's it's having the skill of discernment mm -hmm. right that is so important in the sense that when you find yourself in fear, that's probably the best place for you to sort of go, well, wait, wait a minute. Let me just stop for a second. Am I really seeing this the way it is? And because, you know, it's the, it's the whole clouded judgment thing, right? Yeah. And we need clarity. You need clarity. I need clarity. Like for me to function properly, clarity is the best place to be. And when I have clarity, I'm, I tend to make better decisions. It's simple as that. I mean, 100%. And what happens when you have clarity, you see something that you weren't seeing before, which is totally. how freaking powerful we are. We, um, with The moment that you get clarity and you sit with yourself, you actually see your own power. You actually see and realize that you are the creator of your life, yeah. right? That you have so much more control over your life than you knew you had. It's yeah. just in a different way. It's not through controlling all the details, right? No. It's through that awareness. It's through that ability to sit still. It's through that ability to look at yourself and like detach yourself from the ego. It's through that ability of trusting, you know, that there is a greater plan or that, you know, things will unfold in the way that you you are creating, right? So we, I don't think that we really had any idea even intellectually of how powerful we are, right? Until you start doing this work and understanding yourself and understanding the mechanisms of, you know, that, that you kind of function by, right? And not everyone has done this type of work, but I think that when you overcome something so challenging like, challenging like we just have, you realize that you're much stronger than you were than you ever thought you were, right? At the very least, if you don't understand your own power 
as you know, the, the power of your brain and all the stuff that we as coaches obviously really understand. At the very least, you understand that your level of resilience and strength was a lot higher than you thought it was, right? Totally. So we have grown for sure, no matter what. And and the only, you know, the, the greatest place to, you know, to really experience that is in your actions, right? Getting out of your head, Mm-hmm. And doing right, and 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 just exploring that, right? You know, um, because you'll surprise yourself every single time, right? You'll you'll. I'm always surprised how my my idiot, <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know, who who thinks has all the answers about you know. If, well, if I do this, this is what's going to happen. Yada yada yada. Right? It's like no, you don't. You haven't got a clue, right? Mm-hmm. Just like like. See what happens because you are resilient. You are, you know, that, that, that's our resting place, right? You know, and, yeah. and the more you, you experience that for yourself, the stronger, the more confident you become and you become more. Content. Yeah, exactly. I was going to say it has grown your confidence level, right? And when yeah. you have com- more confidence and you realize how resilient you, ha- you are, you have more courage, to take the next steps and to dare more and to push yourself more, right? So I really truly believe that we have all grown and we have also like been forced to let go of some things that we, you know, long-term plan is one of them, hey? Like like anybody that's planning (laughs) a trip in, 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 you know, the end of the next year or whatever, I mean, yeah. Okay. I love doing this. Yes. <laughs> Nothing like a New York sunset. Uh, and on the West here, I get more of a, well, I have to be on the furthest West coast to get the ocean. Um, next time I'll throw a picture up there just to, just to uh, balance that out. But yeah, show us, please. The, um, but it's, it's, it, it's really, you know, about that confidence and experimenting and experiencing who you really are, right? You'll never find it in your head and you'll never find it in your memories, right? It's really about relaxing and just doing the next step. And you don't have to be a big planner or anything. As a matter of fact, the less you do in the planning, like way ahead, right? You know, set your intention, set your direction, and then just what's the next step? What's my next step, right? You know, and it's amazing (laughs) I was doing a little bit of an experiment this week or this month with uh, Michael Neal's group about uh, uh, getting th- things done for December, right? And and there was a lot of really interesting insights about, you know, like my to-do list. I started to look at my to-do list and some of it were like the end result, like mm. write a book or complete a course, right? They had no, there's no way I was going to do that in 30 days, but I could do one or two of the steps that put me towards that goal mm-hmm. you know so those are the things i think i i learned a lot around COVID. was expect the unexpected <laughs> you know i really didn't have all the answers as much as i really wanted to i i i had to live without and 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 just see what happens like and i had a chance of of learning that i could respond in a real-time situation and and yeah. talk about it. so well i changed my whole career so there yes you go. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> I went from being a fashion designer with an e-commerce to becoming a mindset transformational coach, right? Yeah. And and the, the the process, the journey along the way transformed myself, right? Like I transformed. I'm a completely different person than I was in December of 2019, mm -hmm. which was just a couple of years ago, right? It doesn't and, seem that long ago, though. Doesn't it? Seem, yeah, it doesn't seem that long ago. But no. like, the, I am so far from where I was then. It's it's actually kind of nice. That's one of those instances where looking to the past as as a way to kind of measure how far you've come. It's very healthy, right? Absolutely. I mean, no, nobody's saying not to get rid of your memories, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, they're there mm -hmm. if you use them properly, right? If you do. If you use them to beat yourself up every day, probably not a good good idea. Right? Yeah, exactly. But exactly what you just said, you know. And like, would you ever guessed that you would be, you know, two years from now you'd be sitting here in front of me doing no, this? I was I was one hundred percent in my fashion designer identity, and and that's kind of when we met, right? Shortly yeah. after that, well, we met a few months after that, but it took me a long time to let go of that identity, right? And it's not that I'm not that; it's just that I'm realize that I'm not just that, and I don't need to be that all the time, right? Yeah. I can take that hat, take it off, put it on as I need it. Right. And I don't need that hat to define myself and to feel fulfilled. Right. I can find fulfillment within what fulfilled me yeah. about designing and, and still do something that fulfills my soul. And, you know, like it fulfills me intellectually, you know, on a social level. And, you yeah. know, it's aligned with me and my mission and my purpose, which is, you know, coaching now yeah. and still get the creative part, you know, fed in a different way, right? And you and you pointed out to something I, I kind of passionate about it is the dropping of labels, right? Like yeah. where we define ourselves, right? And and it gave me an opportunity, like COVID gave me an up like to be that self-reflective, to be in a more quieter state and just to see all the labels, all the things that I was defining my my myself from just kind of disappear and saying, you know. Yeah, they describe me, right? And any moment mm -hmm. of time, I can be the creative type. Any moment of time, I can be introverted. I can be extroverted. I can be any any of those things, right? Um, when I'm not so much here. <laughs> yeah, and, it, and you know what? This like this shift in identity is something that we really struggle with. Like as a woman, when I became a mother, yeah. I really really struggled with this new identity. And I mean, like I go from knowing my profession, knowing what I'm doing to now being a mom that turned out to be like, okay, this kid didn't come with a manual. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. You know, like this is a lot harder than I thought, you know, and now this is my label, right? My identity. And so taking that on was hard. Detaching myself from that and stepping back into the, you know, workforce was another really difficult step. And then, you know, shifting that was difficult too, right? Going from letting go of the fact that that's my degree and I worked all these years for this and, you know, and that's what I'm meant to do. And being really attached to really something that felt aligned and right for me when I was in my 20s. And that didn't really fit me once I came out of, you know, those first years with my children, 
you know, like I was a changed person because motherhood really changes you. But we tend to want to just stick to what we know, stick to the label, to the degree, to the thing that I had planned my whole life with. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and I think that COVID was the thing that I needed to be forced out of it because it did not feel good. It's not like it was, it felt amazing. And I decided to just flip it over into something yeah. else. It just yeah. didn't feel aligned anymore. Yeah. And, and sitting and being forced to let it go is the thing that allowed me to let something else come in. Right. And that is, that is so important. I, I, um, I was on a, a bit of a mini, mini conference call with, uh, with another coach out in the UK his name's Jamie Smart. I'm going to drop a name off because he's really kind of a smart guy. Um, but uh, he wrote a book called Clarity, and, I, and it's a really, really good book. The um, But what he's done is, like, he's dropping everything right now. Like, he he's, he feels that the, you know, we, we talked about technology and things like that. There's a shift in that he sees that's, that is happening. And nothing new can happen. He realizes creativity, like nothing, like something has to sort of open up for something yeah. to drop in. To right? come in, yeah. And, you know, so he's opening up. He's, he's changing his business model. He's doing different things, you know, like he realizes the change is coming. And for him to be adaptable and, and ready for it, he has to have the space open for it, right? What I like about what he was saying this morning was he has no idea what that's going to look like but he's willing mm-hmm. to have the space created <clears throat> to see what more will come out of it. Right. And mm-hmm. as we approach um, new year's uh, coming up, uh, which is kind of another milestone, which is sort of, a, you know, people look for, you know, it's like, okay, so what, what am I going to be doing differently or, or, or making things better or whatever? Um, we'll see what happens. Right. And maybe maybe next week we, we can talk a bit about that or talk about it in the New Year's. But we'll see because there were so many interesting little subjects that we always come up with right at the very end. We always right? come up with. Yeah. And, and listen, New Year is just another day on the calendar. Like I I'm not changing what I do personally or, no. you know, like nothing's shifting for me. There is one thing, though, that this holiday has done in this I, I, you know, listen, I do think we manifest everything that happens. And I do think that it was a part of me that was like, you know what, if I get this thing, I don't care. Like, I kind of want to get it so I don't have to live with, you know, the, the fear or the anxiety around it for the next yeah, few months, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And the other part of it was like, oh, it's, you know, it's another holiday. I really need to take some time off. <laughs> and look at that. And this morning I had my whole plan to do this and this and this, and I didn't feel good. And I was like... Yeah. If I'm not going to take time off while I have COVID, <laughs> like, then I have no right to say anything to anyone. Like, I really need to walk my talk here, right? I have COVID, I am ill, and I need to get some rest. You know, I need to just drop the work and, like, start my vacation a couple of days early. We're not talking, like, two weeks early. No. It's really a couple of days early. And just, just really, you know, like, allow yourself to to have those moments of rest. And then for me, I'm going to walk into January and I'm going to just do what I've done in December and November, you know, like it's not changing much for me personally, but I know that people just really 
see that like change of the calendar as an opportunity to get motivated again. And that's well, they use that level. they use that as the excuse, right? You don't it's the excuse. It doesn't last. It doesn't last because the motivation behind it hasn't changed. But if you already have that motivation, if you already have the clarity, like you were saying, if you already have your address on the GPS, right? You're just taking a little pit stop, you know, filling the tank and then January 2nd, whatever it is, I'm going to keep going. We're on the road that I was going on, right? Yeah. yeah. So um, anyways, um, hate to end, but um, I wish you well. Thank you. Okay. Um, Merry Christmas. Have a blessed Christmas with your kids. and, and Thank you, uh, you, too. Happy holidays, everyone. Happy holidays to everyone that dropped in. Appreciate it. Um, those that are listening on the recording, um, you know, throw things in the chat about your experience with COVID and some of the lessons that you've learned about it. Um, thank you, Ken. Um, and thank yeah. you, Ken. You too. Oh, thank yeah. you, Ken. That's super sweet. We love having you. Yeah, yeah. And I'm alive. I'm breathing. <laughs> She's alive. <laughs> so thank you we'll catch up with you uh next week and we'll sounds we'll, good we'll figure out what we're going to talk about thank you so much for joining us we appreciate every listener that is committed to the journey of transformation and if you found value in today's episode join us for the next conversation as we take on a new topic every week Subscribe to our podcast so that you won't miss any tips and insights. Your experience of the show means a lot to us. So please help us amplify our impact by posting an honest review. This action matters to us more than you know. You can find us on social media at An Honest Look Podcast and on our YouTube channel at An Honest Look. Bye for now. Ciao, ciao. And until next time.